Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. There are cults, let's call them what they are, that say Jesus is not enough. It's Jesus and keeping the Sabbath. It's Jesus and works of righteousness. It's Jesus and, and you can fill in the blanks. And that's the problem. And this was the problem they were facing in that day. And I'm sorry to say that this is the problem that the church faces today. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Philippians. While many of us might think of legalism as having been a problem that was exclusive to the early church, the reality is that it's alive and well today. As Pastor J.D. will teach you in his message today, legalism is not only an attack against the finished work of the cross, but it's also one of the quickest ways to rob us of hope, joy, and assurance. Now be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now here's Pastor J.D. in Philippians chapter 3 as he begins his message, Legalism Destroys. Philippians chapter 3 today, we finished chapter 2 last week, we'll pick it up in verse 1 and Lord willing make it all the way through to verse 9. So the Apostle Paul is writing by the Holy Spirit to the church there in Philippi and he says verse 1, Further, my brothers and sisters... Rejoice in the Lord. It is no trouble for me to write the same things to you again, and it is a safeguard for you. Watch out for those dogs, (laughs) those evildoers, those mutilators of the flesh. For, verse 3, it is we who are the circumcision. We who serve God by the Spirit, who boast in Christ Jesus, and who put no confidence in the flesh, though I myself have reasons for such confidence. If someone else thinks they have reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews in regard to the law, a Pharisee, as for zeal persecuting the church, as for righteousness based on the law, faultless. But, verse 7, whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more... I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and, verse 9, be found in Him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith 
in Christ the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. (laughs) I want to address a matter that I personally wish I had a better understanding of earlier in my Christian life concerning legalism. Specifically, that of how damaging and even destructive legalism can be in the life of a Christian, and certainly in the life of a church. Such was the case here with the church in Philippi, and it explains in large measure the reason that Paul is writing with such a sanctified strength, and I call it a sanctified strength because, well, quite frankly, it's pretty strong what he had to say concerning legalism. It's because of this that I think our text requires a bit of an explanation so we can have a better understanding of the application of it. I realize that circumcision doesn't apply to us today. It did in their day. And this was because they were imposing the legal requirements such as circumcision to one's salvation. And it was causing a lot of problems there in the church at that time. What they were doing was basically saying that, okay, you're saved, but you're saved, however, (laughs) you need to also, and then they would fill in the blank with some requirement from the law in addition to the work of Jesus Christ, the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. Now, today we see this in other forms, sadly. There are cults, let's call them what they are, that say Jesus is not enough. It's Jesus and keeping the Sabbath. It's Jesus and works of righteousness. It's Jesus and, and you can fill in the blanks. And that's the problem. And this was the problem they were facing in that day. And I'm sorry to say that this is the problem that the church faces today. Enter the Apostle Paul. To me, he's the epitome of legalism. Maybe better said the poster child if you prefer, when it comes to legalism. And as such, if anyone could speak to this false teaching, it was Paul. And it's almost like he's saying, been there, done that, bought the (laughs) t-shirt. And you know what? It's all rubbish. It's all dung, if you will. Paul 
was one who could say, I've climbed the ladder to the top, but the ladder was up against the wrong wall. He could say that because he had done that. Here's a question. Why is it that anyone would want to climb this ladder of legalism in the first place? Answer, pride. Pride. And what comes packaged with that pride is self-righteousness. And what comes packaged with that self-righteousness is boasting. This is what religion is. This is what religion does. Religion says you have to do for God. That's what religion is. Islam. You have to do for Allah in order to attain any standard of righteousness. It's works. You have to earn your way. Your works and your good deeds have to outweigh your bad deeds. And if they do, then you will enter paradise. That's religion. That's the law. And it goes contrary to, it is the polar opposite of what Jesus said, no. It's not what you do. You don't do, I already did it. I did it for you instead of you because you could not do it. Jesus says, it's done. Religion says, it's what I've done. Jesus says, no, it is done. It is finished. Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9, you know this verse well. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works. You want to know why? So glad you asked. Lest anyone would boast. Look what I've done. In my own righteousness. And there's this boasting in this confidence in. And again, if there was anyone who could speak to this, it was Paul. (laughs) I suppose now the question becomes, why does legalism cause so much damage in the life of a believer? I want you to know that I in my own personal experience, saw how much damage it did to me early in my Christian life. 
I've also witnessed firsthand how much damage it can cause in a church. Some of the problems that it can cause can be irreparable. That's why, by the way, it is that Paul hits this so hard and is so strong. I want to answer this question of why legalism is so dangerous, even deadly, from our text. And I found three reasons. Maybe you'll find more, but I found three, basically. Three reasons as to why it is that legalism is so destructive. And the first one is found in verses 1 through 3. And it's that legalism destroys the joy of the Lord. It's striking to me in verse 1 where Paul says about his brothers and sisters there in Philippi that he wants them to rejoice in the Lord. This is like a preface before he starts talking about and even (laughs) calling them names like dogs and mutilators of the flesh and evildoers. Wow. Before he even does that and says that, he says, I want you to rejoice. Okay, Paul, let me see if I got this straight. You want us to rejoice, and now you're going to call them dogs? You have to understand, in the Middle East, even today, in my culture in the Middle East, to call someone a dog is like the ultimate. I don't even know if there's an equivalent, and I I would dare not repeat it if there was from the pulpit, but it's really bad. You want to call somebody something to really get to them? Call them a dog in the Middle East. That's what he calls them. Rabid dogs. And perhaps rightfully so, because they're devouring with their jaws of legalism. Evildoers, and how appropriate in regards to the circumcision they were requiring that he would call them mutilators of the flesh, I would suggest that this comports with what they were doing in the spiritual realm too. They are mutilators of the spirit. Mutilating, destroying, devouring the joy, the rejoicing under grace. So why is Paul being so blunt? Because he knows that the common denominator with pride-fueled legalism is a joyless Christian life. Think about this. Perhaps you know someone that has been given over to legalism. There's no freedom in their lives. There's no liberty in Christ. And certainly, if there's no liberty in Christ, there's no joy either. This sort of ties in and brings us to the second one in verses 4 through 6. And it's that legalism destroys our trust in the Lord. Hear me out on this. Here, Paul, true to form, hits the proverbial nail on the head when he talks about 
putting one's confidence in the flesh. Again, stay with me. The reason being is that with legalism, you will trust in your own righteousness, not in Christ's righteousness. You're you're not boasting in Christ. You're not trusting in Christ. You're now trusting in your own righteousness. And you're also boasting in your own righteousness. I think of what Isaiah 64, 6 says. And it's graphic. And you'll forgive me. But I think I would be disingenuous if I didn't articulate the graphic nature of what Isaiah says about our own self-righteousness. Now some of your translations will render it filthy rags. This is a reference to a minstrel cloth. That's what he's referring to. Now let's connect these graphic dots. (laughs) Our own self-righteousness to God is like a filthy minstrel cloth. And by the way, what does a minstrel cloth represent? Death. Death. A minstrel cloth represents the death in that there's no conception of life. If there was conception of life, then there would be no Menstruation. Again, you'll forgive me for the graphic nature, but that's what self-righteousness is. I want to spend the remainder of our time on this third one in verses 7 through 9, because it has to do with how legalism destroys our relationship with the Lord. This is what I wish I would have known early on, Let me just say parenthetically that the enemy does not want you to hear this. And so even now he's going to attempt to bring some sort of a distraction or thought into your mind so you miss what the Lord has for us here in verses 7 through 9. To me... This is the most destructive thing about legalism. Because now it has ruined, marred my relationship with the Lord because now my relationship is based on fear. It's motivated by fear. Fear of failure. Fear of not measuring up. Fear of falling short. In a way, it's like I'm always looking around my shoulder and always kind of walking on spiritual eggshells, as it were, because this is what happens now with my relationship. If I mess up, God's going to punish me. That's not the relationship that the Lord has with me. See, this is a relationship that is grace-based. It's grace-based because of God's agape love. 
God loves me no matter what. So I had a bad week this last week. No, no, I'm not talking about myself. You're looking at me like, what'd you do? (laughs) Listen, I wouldn't tell you anyway. (laughs) Maybe I should say it this way. You had a bad week this last week. I got to be careful because I just pointed at a couple of you and you went like this. (laughs) You know who you are. And now what happens? You're distancing yourself from the Lord. Why? Because with this kind of a dynamic in your relationship with the Lord, you believe that He's mad at you. Or how about this, worse yet, He's through with you. He's had it up to here with you. How many times have I told you, I've told you till I'm blue in the face. That's it. That's legalism. How destructive is that? And by the way, isn't that exactly what Satan intends? You have to understand that he completely changed his strategy when you and I came to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. See, prior he was doing everything and stopping at nothing to keep us from Christ. But now that we're in Christ, he wants to separate us. He wants to distance us. He wants to steal from us. Jesus said that he comes to steal. Listen to the order of these, what I'll call the big three. (laughs) He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And he'll do everything he can. And if he can come in, you know, I was uh, thinking about this just, just now, maybe the Lord wants me to share it on Thursday night. I think it was a quote from, ah, my memory's so bad. I don't remember if it was, doesn't matter. It was either uh, G. Campbell Morgan or Oswald Chambers or D. Martin Lloyd-Jones. I mean, that's quite a, <laughs> maybe it was all three of them, but basically here's the gist of it. We listen to the devil and we don't listen to God. We believe the lies of the devil, and in so doing, we don't believe the truth of God. We're so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth. Our time with you is coming to an end today, but we want to encourage you to continue studying the book of Philippians on your own. Spend time today in God's Word, asking the Holy Spirit to reveal something new about your Savior as you read. The Bible is filled with promises and lessons that apply to you right now, even though it was written long ago. You'll always benefit from time spent in Scripture. If you'd like to hear more of Pastor J.D.'s teachings in Philippians 2, you can find them online at inspiritandtruthradio.com. Are you part of a community of believers? If you haven't yet found a church that you can call home, we'd like to urge you to make this a priority. A church family can be a source of support and encouragement, and most importantly, a group of faithful prayer warriors. 
This is also a place you can give of your unique talents in support of others as well. If you're in the Kaneohe area, you have a standing invitation to be part of our family of believers. Come join Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. Farag. You can find out more and get directions at our website, inspiritandtruthradio.com. There's a lot to discover at our website, including a link to our mobile app, social media pages, and Pastor JD's Mideast Prophecy Updates. That website, one more time, is inspiritandtruthradio.com. That's all the time we have for now. Thanks for tuning in to In Spirit and Truth. Holy me true to 